Good morning and welcome to today's Art Spoken Podcast. I'm Jan Burleson and I'm sitting across from Mr. Vant Hardaway, who is a longtime member of our community and an educator um, and a great contributor to our uh, to our local area. And I've just been speaking with him in the lobby a bit about his own experience and somewhat about Miss Hattie Porter Boyd. We are here today to talk about Hattie Boyd, who was was a local woman. I assume she grew up grew up here and an artist. And we have the Art Center has an exhibit of her artwork and quilts and actually some Barbie clothes that she made for a Barbie doll for uh, a local woman named Clarice Baggett. Um, But Mr. Hardaway has so graciously agreed to join us to talk about his knowledge and experience with Ms. Boyd um, as she is no longer with us. And so thank you for coming, Mr. Hardaway, and being willing to do this. Um, For those who may not have known her, and I didn't know her, uh, clearly, you did, but who? Tell us who was who was Hattie Boyd. Well, Jan, it's a privilege for me to be here and talk about her. When uh, I was given the opportunity and it came up, I was so um, pleased and excited because I did have a chance to know her. And uh, I don't know how many people will hear this podcast, but probably there are some people that maybe would be better fitted to talk about her than I am in that they may have known her longer, they may have known her in a different way, but I have a particular flavor in the, in, in, in the way that I tend to know her, so I can say this, and I am pleased for you, that you and, and the whole staff that's doing this uh, to help us get a chance to look at people mm-hmm. who are part of the life and the history mm-hmm. of our area, area and doing this as quote unquote uh, African American History Month or Black History Month as we call it while we know that it's history and I am a, a historian by uh, somewhat trade as uh, my undergraduate degree was in American history. How is it? issues with that, but we are still working through the time that know that the lives we live, it's all American history. It's all there, but it comes together, but in order to get those parts there. But today we We'd like it to be not partialized history. We'd yeah. like it to be a total truthful, full Exactly, gestalt. full history. I can go back and say as a classroom teacher, and I was in public education for 38 years, but when those students came to, through my class, I taught Tennessee history, I taught American history in certain segments, but they got a chance for everything that Hardaway thought was history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can remember in a community like ours, being maybe not as many percentage-wise of certain things, but they got a chance to see all of that. Miss Hattie Boyd, uh, I got a chance to know the, some of the ones that had seen some of the work. And some of her work today, I'm still getting a chance to see. Uh, for the first time. For the first time. Yeah. I did not grow up in this community. I want to say very early 
in this podcast that in this community, this Boyd has passed on, uh, and as you mentioned, Hattie Porter Boyd, her uh, maiden name or family name, as we knew it, was Porter, and she later on married into the Boyd name. I can remember her uh, husband. I knew him. But um, so in this community now I know, and I was sharing with Jan and some others that uh, one of our local leaders here in, in Athens, uh, one of our council persons, and she did give me permission to use her name, Frances Witt McMahon, mm-hmm. uh, is a, uh, a great niece mm-hmm. of uh, Ms. Boyd. And, uh, and that's new information, and know, I'm glad and to know that. Maybe didn't know that. Yeah. And I told her, I said, well, you need to be telling that story. And she said, no, I've got something else to do that time but maybe we'll do something else. And so I've been told that maybe Francis will get a chance to, to Yeah, uh, I would hope so. The, the, the exhibit will be open for yes. a month or so, and hopefully yes, and people will come and things. want to share their stories and get an opportunity to speak. Exactly. It'd be and wonderful. there's a, I know, a great uh, grandson who still lives in the area, but he lives between McMinn County, I think, and maybe Bradley County or another area, but I hadn't had a chance to talk to him. So as I say, there are a few people mm-hmm. that possibly would know her as family. I knew her as probably community family. I knew her as church family. I came to Athens, Tennessee in 1957. Mm-hmm. I was born in Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. and my dad came as a minister of a local small church, and it served the, the area that we call the Freehill community. Mm-hmm. Now, some here in Athens, if you are at the uh, Athens McMahon Family YMCA, there's a marker right across the street from that, marking that area of Freehill, because due to urban renewal and other uh, building projects and so on, that community has changed, so it's no longer there as we know it. Mm. But we grew up in, 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 in uh, the Freehill community and, and went through that time. But Miss Hattie Boyd, and most of us would call her Miss Hattie, uh, in our situation being the church, we would call her, uh, she was a mother of the Freehill community, and I say that in quotation marks, but she was a mother of the church. Mm-hmm. Many people and so does that say, mean spiritual leader and caretaker and what lover very of, much so. lover of all very people? Very much so. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have be in roles of of, of uh, respect and, and sort of lead looking over, and that was very important in the African American community. Now, notice, as I said, I grew up. Yeah, I was born in, in 1950 in Alabama in Birmingham, but I moved here in '57. Mm-hmm. So. That was when our world was a lot different mm-hmm. than it is now. So mm-hmm. I am so pleased. Mm-hmm. I'm so pleased of the relationship she had with so many in the family mm-hmm. uh, that helped present her. And as time has gone on, I got a chance to know some things that maybe the family she worked with knew better than we. Everyone uh, didn't know about her artistic uh, uh, uh-huh. abilities. Uh-huh. Oh, there are so many of those that I've learned. Uh-huh. But well, I was speaking with Clarice Baggett yes. this yes. morning, Clarice Mayfield Baggett, who was uh, who just had a very close and loving relationship with Ms. Boyd. Yes. And uh, 
she uh, she was saying that it was later that her her grandmother Goldie, who right. was a painter, and if you look at some of the watercolors that are uh, in there that uh, Miss Boyd did, you can and you see some of Goldie's, you can see a similarity. But it seemed like that is when, according to Clarice, that is when Miss Boyd started her artwork. Was she and Goldie got together and began painting? Now I don't know how old Clarice was or when, when that was, but that. Uh, that's uh, that's when it came into being. Right. So I, I don't know how old you would have been at the time. Well, I here again, as I go back from the time I was seven, eight, nine years old, I knew of the relationship uh, very early that she had with the Mayfield family. Mm -hmm. And, and there's mm -hmm. so many relationships of families that sometimes most people don't know there were family relationships that crossed division lines of of our world and our nation, but those were really families. Uh -huh. Psychologically based families. Exactly. Yeah. And as we were talking yeah. sociologically, when we go back and look at those things that was there, I can remember families that I was connected with in Birmingham, Alabama in the early 50s, and that was when a lot of things were going on in our nation, in our world. Mm -hmm. But that family, while we may have looked different in the hue of our skin and the melanin that we had, um, it would have been somewhat different. But I can say the family's members, as you mentioned, Miss Clarice and, and the others of her siblings and uh, her parents, Hattie was part, she was the family. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about mm -hmm. that, and I can remember, I can remember when uh, Miss Hattie Boyd uh, was funeralized. Oh. The family, uh -huh. I was there uh -huh. in that time, but uh -huh. that may feel. Do you remember when that was? Big. Do you remember? Oh her? Lord, when you, she... you, you, I've, I've gotten a few years older, Jan, uh -huh. so I would have had to really look at that, and I didn't prepare that closely, but I can remember the time and what it meant, and the, 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 the pain of having lost. I still now, because of ministry, find myself in relationships with people when they go through transition. Mm -hmm. And for many, we're having to give up parts of our lives through loss, mm -hmm. but at the same time, we can have good memories mm -hmm. of the things we gained. Mm -hmm. in those relationships. Mm -hmm. But let me get back to um, Miss Hattie Boyd as we knew her. Who was she? As I said, she was a member of the wider community, the Free Hill community. I've talked to a few people when I know, knew I was going to have the opportunity to talk about this and talked about others. And in Free Hill, I can remember the streets and where she was. She lived uh, almost right on a corner. It was... Uh, one of the streets eventually became called Raven Street, but you turn the corner at Raven, go up the hill, and she was there. She had a sister that lived in oh. that same general area, uh -huh. Annabelle. Uh -huh. And like I said, they were porters. I think a lot of their family came from uh, the Riceville area. So uh -huh. they sort of grew up in that area and moved uh -huh. on into uh -huh. Athens as we know it now. But... Um, you know, when you go back and you look and see what they can. But 
Hattie Boyd was respected. She had her own biological family. She had uh, her children. Mm -hmm. I can remember her sons, and mm -hmm. I can remember one of her daughters mm -hmm. uh, who lived here. Clarice said that they called her Punkin. 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 Her name was Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Cates. Uh -huh. Worked at the uh, health department for a number of uh -huh. years. She sang gospel songs and, uh -huh. and had a gospel singing group with Miss Boyd. I mean, I'm, I'm finding myself just being amazed at when we're talking about her here in the podcast of the Art Center, mm -hmm. but she was a a vocalist. Oh. Extraordinaire. She oh. sang uh, in the church, in the community. Uh, uh. So that was one of the things that came on down to the family. Uh. But in the Freehill community, uh, she was well known. Uh, right now, I go back and I can think of some others. And I would, this is her podcast. But some people that may hear this may know Burke and Witt. Burke mm -hmm. is still here uh, living in this community. But Burkett was, quote, unquote, a father figure mm -hmm. of Free Hill. Mm -hmm. Well, Miss Hattie Boyd, even though she has already transitioned, was a mother figure of that Free Hill community. Mm -hmm. Many people, there were neighbors mm -hmm. who could probably sit and talk to you and give people stories that I oh, can't I even see. give because of that personal relationship. I see. But I knew her regularly. Oh. She was a very prominent, very active member of the church, and that church uh, is not really known now, but the, it was a, the initials AOH, Church of God. It was had the, a, a Pentecostal-type church, but she was very prominent in that church, a founding member, uh -huh. I think, of that assembly. And my dad came, Reverend G. Hardaway, uh -huh. and was the pastor of that church until he uh -huh. passed away. Uh -huh. But he was there, and Miss Boyd was one of those. Uh -huh. As I've tended to know her, I can remember I can remember many times going to her house and, and then doing things at church, not only now, and I'm, I'm going to talk about her artwork, but she was an outstanding cook. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Clarice and the Mayfield family could tell you mm -hmm. about the preparation of meals mm -hmm. and how she raised them and she would cook and mm -hmm. how... Mr. Well, Clarice did talk about a favorite meal that um, Hattie would make for her and her alone when the family was elsewhere of some very creamy, superb creamy mashed potatoes oh, and a crispy, crispy hamburger, her favorite meal, and they would yes. share that. Well, she had much, you know, there were individuals as time had gone on, and we've lost some of the things that, that, that our leaders Back during those days, we just developed and, and, and being the cook and uh, having those talents. I mean, it was just there. And, and I think it was the time that they lived. They became original coming through the times when the things we see now and know now. I mean, we weren't talking about going out to eat to the restaurant. Yes. They, the yes. food came, so I'm sure yes. Claire Reese and the rest of her family, they have so many uh, uh -huh. memories uh -huh. of that. But she was a great cook, uh -huh. beautiful person, uh -huh. great personality, uh -huh. and 
and they gave a lot to the wider community. Uh-huh. Part of the Art Spoken podcast, though, begins to talk about the artwork. And as you probably briefly mentioned, um, I knew of her artwork and the things that we saw as watercolors. You know, um, I knew her as to, to do some painting. And I really don't know what was the driving force of how she got there. It would be easy to say, well, while some people today, they have maybe a skill and a flair for the artwork. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person I have to tell everyone, uh, I would have to do stick men and well, stick figures. <laughs> I don't have that kind of You artist. never know where, where you might be led. Yes, <laughs> you never so know. you don't know. But with her, it would be really interesting if I knew how she developed it. Because uh-huh. while I knew her well, yeah, I was probably uh, near an adult when I really got a oh, chance see. to see uh-huh. the talent uh-huh. that she did in creating uh-huh. the, the, the things she did with her hands and the, 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 the pictures she developed. Uh-huh. Probably Clarice uh-huh. and that family would have known because she may have painted parts of their housing. It looks like some of those watercolors could have been farm-based. The farm-based, the farm Mm -hmm. there, the farm, the trees, and so on. Mm -hmm. So how she developed those artistic Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. abilities and the Mm -hmm. flair is just much of it, I would Mm -hmm. almost have to say, and I will say this and hope it does not bother anyone, but maybe just Mm God-given. She just developed it and not having necessarily mm, a, think so. a school ability mm. or going to go to school for the artwork. Mm. God just planted it in them, and, and they could sort of mm. go with that. Uh, outside of her, uh, outside of the times that she would have been painting with Ms. Mayfield, Goldie Mayfield, yes. I, don't, I don't know if she participated in, in making art with others, but one memory that Clarice shared with me this morning was that they would... Well, so long ago, and back in the times where women wore um, hose all yes. the time, you know, yes. that they would take the cardboard inserts, right. you know, of the hose and use yeah. that as the as their paper that they were drawing on or making yes. painting yes. on, so that they reached and found whatever they could to uh, to make their to make their artwork with. Which that's Very a awesome. delightful memory. <laughs> yes, I you know when I stop and look at the size of some of those. It may have been that kind of paper that she was looking at. They're small. Yes, it's about that size. But when they would start, and you know, that's the thing about artistic people. They can see some things in their minds that some of us would never see. Mm. I know Mm. I don't have that sort Mm. of artistic Mm. view or vision, but they have Mm. that creativity. Mm-hmm. But when I stop and look at her mm-hmm. artistic building, as I said, I was much older and could mm-hmm. have been almost an adult when I began to know. Mm-hmm. And she was Do you know of people, uh, other people in the community? We have work here that's been uh, put on loan by um, Lisa Mayfield and by yes. Clarice Baggett. But do you know of other people who have uh, maybe paintings at home or there are lovely quilts out there that... Well, I don't know of those that had Miss Hattie's work uh-huh. because I've, I've sort of asked around, uh-huh. are they there? Because like I, 
I, I, as I think about this, I think it was probably a very personal gift and talent that she shared. As I said, hmm. the first time I began to see some of her things when I went to her house, she began to show me. And she did show you. I was amazed. I wonder if she's a little bit shy about it. Well, could have been, but it, again, could have been very personal. It may have had special ability and special personal things uh, in a great way. I'm going to say, when I go back and look, and, and you and I, as we're visiting and talking now, we saw some of her work. I knew how talented she was as a seamstress. Oh, uh-huh. But some of the things uh -huh. that she had done uh -huh. with that quilting, I knew they did uh -huh. quilting. That's gorgeous embroidery oh, work. Just gorgeous. There are so many of our older citizens that had such quilting talents, and they were patient, and they would develop things that, you know, for a lot of people, they would be very expensive mm -hmm. gifts, mm -hmm. but what they put in them mm -hmm. were the, would have been the uh, artistic work and the love mm -hmm. and all they went into it. And just Do you remember quilting bees? Do you remember, I remember people women talking bees? about them? <laughs> uh, mostly I, women, mostly yes, probably females. Yes. And they maybe they taught their girls visit with each other while they quilt. Uh, mm -hmm. I can remember people keeping uh, old fabrics of old stuff and they took those things maybe cut them up made their own patterns mm -hmm. and developed mm -hmm. them into certain quilts that people would pay mm -hmm. top dollar for mm -hmm. because of what they put into it mm -hmm. now again in the detail in the, all the in detail the i tell people i never had any of those skills i could not do the artwork and the watercolors I do stick people. I don't have the talent to do the sewing. Um, some of the people that may know Van Hardaway now, they'd say one of my biggest talents is I can run my mouth and talk. <laughs> I can talk about a lot of things. That's useful. <laughs> That's useful as well. But maybe to do those others, I can't. Uh -huh. Maybe it's just it, not tapped into. Yeah, tapped into. Yeah, and you better hurry. <laughs> I go on. You know, we move on. But she... Uh, as a leader and a mother in the community, mm -hmm. uh, counselor to oh, well, younger uh, people uh -huh. as they develop, uh -huh. they came through time in a uh -huh. way where they got along with each other. Uh -huh. And sounds as if she had a beautiful character, just a, a beautiful a special, spirit, special person. Yeah. And here again, I, I know that when you talk to Clarice and the others of her siblings, and I've talked with them. But when they talk about her, uh, it's just a special uh -huh. kind of person. So uh -huh. you can tell the, the, the character of that person meant something to mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. But she was, yes, a talented individual with her hands and her gifts. Uh, the other things, a leader in the community, mm -hmm. a mother of the community, many mm -hmm. of the younger uh, mm -hmm. members of the community would go and talk to them. Mm -hmm. And they could express and expound to them uh -huh. wisdom uh -huh. of how to get through difficult times. Uh -huh. I would say, uh -huh. when you go back and look at people that live through those times, uh -huh. they could help us now uh -huh. knowing how to get through the times we get into. And uh, 
today I'm talking about Hattie Boyd and her gifts, but our world is in a very shaky place right now because we are very polarized and and, and pulled upside. But they doing some things when law allowed kept people together. So I think that's where we look at. One of the things that I think someone asked me about is the passion that she put in her pieces of artwork. You know, as we said, we talked about the uh, seamstress work. We talked about the quilting bees, dresses. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that's probably within that family she's very known for is something she made oh. when one in the family got married. Oh. And that has probably become a keepsake to oh, them. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that to, if that something happened, oh, mm-hmm. well, if mm-hmm. something happened to that, that would be a loss. Oh, yes. that could not. Well, it's not be. only an object that's full of memory and full exactly. of loving memory. Yes, right. she had that. So, like I said, I I think that while there are probably not as many of the families we know of the African American mm-hmm. community that know her, mm-hmm. the picture. And the out of the eyes of Clarice mm-hmm. and her siblings and those that came in and out of their houses and their life, there are a lot of friends mm-hmm. that they may have had mm-hmm. that knew Hattie because mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. because she served mm-hmm. all of their circle mm-hmm. and did it, did it, did it mm-hmm. very well and uh, in a great way. So, mm-hmm. yes, she was a community leader. Uh, not maybe in political uh, ways, but she was a leader in that community. She was a leader in the church and in the the Christian community. And as they went on through, she was there for the wider families and uh, used those gifts and those talents. So we can just see uh, things that are there, and I am so glad and pleased and thankful that she can be one of the spotlights. Oh yeah. That here we sit in 2021 uh, in February look back. to go back and really mm-hmm. look at because if, it's important to do that. If you look at or when when you not if when when we look at some of the watercolors that are that are out there. It's easy to see that it's very, she had a very meticulous ability to be detailed yes. and to use her color in a very cautious and careful way. And I would assume that that was part of her character to be a very deliberate, well thought yes. through kind of woman. That's yeah. the person uh, I think I can say we knew in the live, the live the life that she lived and the lives we traveled together, we would see that. And so I'm, I'm going to say I don't know how many people will get a chance to listen mm-hmm. to our mm-hmm. sharing, but if people hear that while it is being uh, uh, her, her, I guess all of her paintings and, and those that will be seen, I hope they will make an attempt to come back to just see, mm-hmm, even me with too. her not being here, it extends mm-hmm. her life into 
this no, that's a beautiful, generation. That's a beautiful it's worth making an effort to go and visit. That's one of the things, you know, we go to museums somewhere in other cities and, and in our nation's capital and in our capitals in our, uh, in our states. But the work of the Athens Center for the Arts mm. is just amazing. Mm. And so there are some of us that may, may never really get that. Right now, during the pandemic, we're missing some things it's that so we true. would probably get. It's but so I am so pleased so that true. you, the staff, well, and the board, well, and the people are remembering well, people like Ms. Hattie. Uh, it was Clarice's Ford. idea. And, well, it <laughs> shows that it is Such in love. her yeah. heart. Such love. Hattie is in her heart. She, one memory, I will say one memory that she had, she said she doesn't have a lot of uh, necessary words that uh, Ms. Boyd said. Uh, she does have beautiful memories of experience, but she remembered sitting with her on the day that Martin Luther King died. And she remembered Miss Boyd just sitting and tears running down her face. And Clarice was small at that time with no ability to comprehend what might have been happening or what was happening and what the yes. power, the power of what was happening, but yes. that she has a clear memory of the impact, the sorrow of that on well, Miss Boyd. And I'm thinking that the relationship that Clarice would have had with Miss Hattie uh, would be what a lot of people had within a lot of our people knowing that Miss Boyd and like I said I, I really probably could have and should have and maybe it will be part of the, uh, the, 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 the work that they have that the Arts Center put will be her, the time she lived from, from birth to of the time of her passing, but people in that community, in this community, mm -hmm. Athens, a lot of people had good relationships, mm -hmm. but we were living in a time where it was very separate. Oh, yes. And while oh, historically yes. we may utilize the term separate and equal, and a lot of times it was not equal. But Most for Miss Boyd, when Dr. King was assassinated, it meant something to her as an African-American. I can remember myself mm -hmm. when I, that day. You would have been a, you'd have been a teenager. I, I can been. remember it right now um, because when that happened in Memphis, Tennessee, I was a freshman in undergraduate wow. school at Tennessee Wesleyan College. I was a commuter student. I went to school, but then I went back to my home. And I can remember when that occurred, the impact it had on me. And um, Do you want to speak about it? Pardon? Do you want to speak about it? <laughs> well, one of the things I can say, I can remember sitting that entire evening as it progressed. And I can remember looking at a little black and white TV <laughs> in our home. And after mm. I'd gone, had a lot of good friends that reached to me, but it's how you felt. So I'm sure mm. that mm. with Miss Hattie sitting there with Clarice, mm -hmm. it was probably comforting for her to be there with <laughs> them oh, while we did it because that to uh, the, her community as an 
African-American, this is a black student. And see, we've come through the times when a lot of us have, there have been a number of names known that we've been called from Negro. And, and if a person listens to Dr. King's speeches and other things, he would use the term Negro, where a lot of African-Americans now don't use that term. But that shows the change in history. Mm -hmm. That change how it shows how, uh, how, how verbalization occurs. But I'm sure she saw something happen that hit her history in a better way because I know me mm. being here again just, uh, as I said, just a freshman in college. Mm -hmm. I know what it meant. Now, as I sit with you, Jan, and mm. talking about this time, there have been some other things that have happened in our world and our nation that I would confess I didn't know if it would happen in my lifetime. Uh, you mean even with with uh, political leaders, even okay. to the point of right now, uh, so positive I, and negative. It, no, it was, just, I just didn't know if it would happen because of the times. I see. So I, what I'm going to really lift up and say that I am so blessed that the impact that Hattie Porter Boyd had on Clarice and I think the, her being part of the Arts Center board and the other family members wanted to lift her up and mm -hmm. say mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. knew her. Mm -hmm. oh, yes. She was part oh, yes. of our life yes. and our world yes. and the things she meant to not only us but the wider community we don't need to let that be forgotten. Uh -huh. That's beautiful. You know, some people may not physically be here. They may be gone. But, oh, goodness, what they stood for, the integrity, uh -huh. the, the, the life they live, what it showed to other people, they are definitely not forgotten. So I would just say, as you mentioned, you came from another general area in Tennessee. There are some of the young people here in Athens, Tennessee, and young, they may, they don't have to be real young, younger than myself, but Miss Boyd, they may know of her name and some of her family members are on down the line. But I would say if they get a chance, they need to come and see sure. that artwork because they didn't know that part of her mm -hmm. because it, it, it just. Are there, are there other people we should, that you know of, that we could and should reach out to to, uh, to gather information about her during the process of the time where the exhibit is happening? Well, like Beyond I said, Francis, like I, I I said Francis is one. Uh, if some of the leaders know, again, Burkett Witt, uh -huh. Burkett, and some of those. See, that's one of the things, Jan, that tends to happen. Uh, there are some people that live to the point that many of their mm. uh, people and the people that they are with, they have been around. Mm -hmm. Some have outlived mm -hmm. many of those mm -hmm. people because mm -hmm. where Miss Boyd was, many of the ones that were her contemporaries, uh -huh. they are not them. here with us anymore. I've heard someone say there, there are actually two passages of death and one is your actual physical death, and, and the other one is when when no one who knew you is is living any longer as yes. well. That that's you know. Yes. Well, this is one of the unless things, they're not commemorated. This is one of the things that I know that here in Athens periodically because people will look up to 
and reach out to others, whether it be through podcasts, whether it be through uh, video kinds of history, because some of the things that people get and go through in that, some won't know. So how can we know and remember? Mm-hmm. We remember because someone continues mm-hmm. to tell the story. That's right, to give the oral history. Oral history is so important. And again, for the Art Center, for you, thank you all for investing your time to help keep it alive. Mm-hmm. And when we go through it, it will be there to speak when some of us aren't. Uh, and that's that's a major piece of that. Every day, history is being made. But uh, for my years, as I said, from the time I was approximately seven years old until uh, I left, then came back, and we saw and, and had the time to celebrate uh, Miss Boyd's life in a memorial service. That was important. And that's one of the things that even in ministry now, and I do serve in that, Mm -hmm. I try to help people remember Mm -hmm. that there are certain things that may be quote-unquote buried, but some things to not bury. Mm -hmm. Don't bury people's integrity. Don't bury those positive stories. Mm -hmm. Don't bury the warmth Mm. that they shared and mm. what they meant to other mm. people. Absolutely. And the richness so, of their lives and their gifts yes. to others. Hold on yeah. to those and keep them. Some of the things we need to forget, anything that maybe Van Hardaway did that wasn't very good, forget that. <laughs> you can bury that for me. Hope and pray. Anything <laughs> that maybe was meaningful. There's a song that is near and dear to me that, and right now, off the top of my head, I can't even remember the. Audience. I thought you were going to sing it. No, I'm not going to sing it today. Move, here, move on into song. <laughs> I will quote some parts of it. I remember some people used to think about Mahalia Jackson. I tell you what, when we go back and think of Mahalia Jackson, uh-huh. and and many of those persons that say Hattie Boyd was a singer, as I've already said. Mm-hmm. But so, do you, word, she have a favorite song? Oh Lord, you know? I can't remember that right now. I would have had to sort of really pull back some of those things. But as I think about her, her living was not in vain. But there's a word to a song that was penned that said, if I can help somebody as I travel along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or a song, if I can show somebody that they're traveling wrong, uh-huh. then my living shall not be in vain. She was that kind of person that she used in her life to not be in vain is reaching out to others and doing those things uh, so, so I very well respected very well respected by many that I know and I can definitely say for Van Hardaway and I'm thankful that while as I said some relatives maybe some others in the community would be better that uh, could do it in a different way for me, but I am so honored to say I knew, knew had an opportunity to know Miss Hattie uh-huh. Porter. Boyd. Through your growing up, through your growing up times. Yes. Well, if she, if if Frances Witt McMahon yes. is her great niece, then she then she was related to Burkett. Yes. She, and so well, how, let me say it this way: they were related somewhere, but 
See, Francis, her dad biologically was related to Birkin because her, Francis's uh, dad was uh, Birkin's nephew and so on. And so Francis was connected to that. But her connection with Hattie would have been with Mrs. Hattie's sister and, and that direction. So, so Francis would be able to put all the, the steps together there and the, 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 the relationship. Lord, I have so much that I can't remember. Sometimes you have to dig it up. But as we look today, I want to say it's been a, a, a privilege for me to not only look at the artwork, and I'm going to challenge others. If you hear this anytime during the come out and see the work, and then number two, remember that there's a person that we connect with that work. Mm -hmm. A beautiful person. Yes. Beautiful. I thank you so much for uh, joining with the Art Center in doing this, Mr. Hardaway, and speaking, and we could probably talk a longer time. <laughs> uh, is there is there anything else that you that we haven't covered well, that you would like to say about Ms. Boyd? Um, the only thing no? I can say is that it's a privilege to know, and I challenge all of us. Let's as we live our days. Let's try to live it in a way where that someone will be thinking of us in the same way mm -hmm. the Mayfield family still remembers mm -hmm. Hattie Boyd. Mm -hmm. It'd be beautiful if we could do that. Yes. Thank you again so much. And we also want to thank uh, Clarice Baggett and Lisa Mayfield at, for their contributions of the pieces and the cherished memories that they brought to make up this exhibit. Hattie Boyd, Life and Story will be visible both online and in person at the Art Center from now until March 29th. So there's a good long amount of time for folks to come in and, and think about her and look at the work that she created. So to view the exhibit in person, please call 423-745-8781 or email media at AthensArtsCouncil.org to set up an appointment. And to view the exhibit online, please visit AthensArtsCouncil.org exhibitions. The number again is 745-8781 and we're grateful to Mr. Hardaway for coming and giving us his time and his thoughts and his memory and reaching out to others to help us um, memorialize and honor this boy, Hattie Boyd. Thank you. Thank you.